This sermon, when I started it, I had a direction I was going and hit, hit a wine in the road I never could get back because of something that's going on in my life. You know, I thought when we had kids that I was a little older, I won't speak for Shona, but I was pretty old when we had our first one. I thought when they left, it's going to be easy. I'd be so old, I'd be glad for them to leave. But needless to say, that wasn't the case. Glad she's gone, glad she's doing what she's doing. But through that has, has brought some problems with me. I'm probably a little more irritable. I probably like to think I'm in control. And so, and she had some of her struggles and we talked and that's kind of where we came up with a lesson today and it took the turn that I probably needed it to take. You know, when we, I, I remember when her and Langston were in the hospital, they're teaching us how to make a baby burrito and I'd never been around babies. The swaddling. I said, why don't we do this? Well, it comforts them. They feel the tightness of the, the blanket. They feel uh, the warmth. Comfort. So they'll rest and be comfortable. And then they get a little older and then they start crying when they want to eat. They start crying. That's the way they communicate to us. They're searching for comfort. And they get a little older. They come to you and they, as their problems go, they search for comfort. Then we get older and the end of our life and we look for stability and for our families and we want comfort. So I feel like we're always searching for comfort in our lives. And when searching for comfort, sometimes we look in different areas in our lives. It may seem to be our problem, but many times we think comforts of the world uh, will solve our problems, and that's a mistake we make. I'm going to begin with a story. Russell Crowell told of an ancient Persian, Ali Afed, who owned a very large farm, had orchards, grain fields, and gardens. Ali was wealthy, content man. One day, Ali entertained a guest who told him about diamonds and how wealthy he would be if he owned a diamond mine. Ali Afed went to bed that night a poor man. <laughs> went from happy to poor because the guy told him he could have more because he was discontented. Craving a, a mine of diamonds, he sold the farm in search of rare stones. He traveled the world over, finally becoming so poor, broken, and defeated, he committed suicide. A man that was happy with his life was told of something else someone else had that would make him happier, and he went in search of it. Happy, content, and wealthy, but went in search of more. The guy that bought the property, the irony to the story, the guy that brought the property was guiding his camel to drink in a stream. And he saw something glistening, picked it up, and it had all the colors of the, of the spectrum as a diamond. And it, there was discovered the diamond mine of Golconda, one of the biggest diamond mines in Ind India, on his very property that he went in search of. So I say that to sometimes we need to find content. That's my first point in our lives. To find comfort in our lives, we have to be content with our lives and where we are with our lives. Not search for worldly possessions, not search for, search for riches, not look at somebody has something better than me. Find content in your life. And we need to search. Because many times the answers to our problems are already there with us in our backyard. In Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things that you have. For he has said, I, I will never leave thee nor, nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Keep your conversation free from covetousness and greed. And we need to find strength in God and have faith in his word 
And we can also read this in Psalm 118 and 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. Find comfort in God's word. Strength can be made perfect in weakness, and we need to know this. Uh, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I'd rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Here was in reference that Paul had asked three times that the thorn be removed from his side so he could quit suffering. The reply was, my grace is sufficient. The tough times make us stronger when we keep our faith. We always need to keep in our mind the blessings that God has provided and the sacrifice Jesus made so we have the hope of eternal life in heaven. Christians can find comfort knowing that Jesus paid the price so we may live. Philippians 4, 11 to 12, not that I speak in respect of want, for I've learned in whatsoever state I am, they're within to be content. I know both now how to be abased. I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and suffer in need. We need to take time and realize the blessings that are around us. The grass is not always greener as it appears. Every situation is not always, not always what, what we want. Or doesn't seem to appear as it is in another situation. There was two pilots that flew the same path all the time. They'd go the, over the Appalachian Mountains and look in a valley. And the, the co-pilot noticed every time they went over this certain valley, the pilot just looked down for a moment of time and looked up and flew. This went on for a period of time because it's the route they flew. He finally said, what are you looking at? He said, in that valley is a stream. And as a kid, I sat on a log fishing. And I'd look in the sky and see, sky and see the planes come by and want to be in the plane. Now I'm in the plane flying, and I look down, <laughs> and I want to be fishing. Find contentment in your surroundings. Just like I said, just like the diamond mine. He had a diamond mine on his farm and didn't know it, and went and searched, sold that and went in search of one and didn't find it. When we start looking at what other people have and the people getting something that you don't think they deserve, uh, that's not us to judge <laughs> and not us to decide. And we need to understand that. Be content where you're at. Uh, there's, there's been some things, and Kenna might kill me if she hears this, but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to go off track a little bit. I didn't ask permission. You know, as moving and, and doing what she's doing, playing basketball, she's around a lot of different people from all over the world. <laughs> I mean, not the, well, the world. Africa, uh, I believe uh, Egypt, California, Minnesota, Florida, and all different things she's been exposed to. So there's been some things that we had to talk and, and work out. And what I tell her, I always end, and I want you to hear it because I believe it to be true. Not because I said it, but because of this. As long as you're obedient and doing what you're supposed to be doing, you be you, and everything will take care of itself. Don't worry about what somebody else is getting. Don't worry about what somebody else is doing. You be you. And sure enough, there's been some situations that she did that, and guess what? They came to her. And she tried to see it from other eyes. Instead of looking at what somebody was getting or not getting, and she thought, and quit, she's become happier. But that's what we need to know. We need to be content in our situation and look for comfort in our situation. Be obedient to God. Follow his will. 
and let everything else out of our control uh, take place. Find comfort in helping others and the help of others. We, I've used this before, and a lot of people bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. As Christians, we're told to help one another. And that should be comforting to us, that we know that if we're struggling, somebody will come help. We should take comfort in that. But notice I put in to let others help, help you. I probably didn't word that right. I think everybody in here would be quick to help. And I hope everybody in here would be quick to let someone help them. But I tell you, this is the lives and struggles of Kenneth Shields. Sometimes I let pride get in the way. I don't humble myself and allow help. And there's danger in that. We need to find comfort that others are willing to help, but we also need, and we also need to find comfort that it's okay to let them help us. It's okay. Because as we're brought along, we're taught to be strong, be this, be that, and you don't need help. Stand on your own two feet, but sometimes we need help. You know, a zebra, and I found out more about this than I ever knew, why the white and black stripes of a zebra. There's a lot of studies out there, and you can just read them, but I found one that hit this point. You know, they live in a grassland. A white and black striped horse lives in a grassland. It's not very camouflaged with lines and everything that are camouflaged. Doesn't make sense, really, when you think about it. A white and black horse in a grassland. So they begin to study it, and scientists found one thing they found they couldn't track. They couldn't track the zebra that they wanted to watch. You know, they'd try to pick one out and track and see their, see their tendencies and what they did. So they put spots on them so they could tell them apart because they couldn't track them. Guess what happened to the ones with the spots on them? Lions started killing them. So their conclusion was as a herd and as a group, though that black and white striped horse in a grassland that sticks out like a sore thumb like I would in a CrossFit competition, sticks out like a sore thumb was actually protecting them because the lions couldn't focus because they saw the hole. So with us, when we, when we have problems and don't allow people to help us at times, you become isolated. You isolate yourself. Because when I have a problem, where do I go? Somewhere else. What does that allow the devil to do? Our adversary. The wolf in sheep's clothing. As we isolate and isolate and don't stay with the other like-minded Christians or people trying to help us, we become far away. And it's there when he can grab us. So we need to bear one another's burdens, but also accept the help of each other. Because there's strength in numbers. We need to help those in need. And people ask him, saying, what shall we do then? He answered and saith unto them, he that hath two coats, let him impart to him that hath none. And he that hath meat, let him do likewise. We, we never are above helping anyone in need. We never know the hearts that may open up to God's, God's word with a helpful hand. Having compassion and help for all the needy, for all the needy, in true compassion. The, in the Revolutionary War, there's a civilian rode by the, uh, the people working, a man in civilian clothes, drove, rode by workers building a bank up for defense. They were working hard, they were tired, he, was, he felt for them. He went and asked the guy that's on a horse barking orders why he don't get down there and help him. He said, well, I'm a corporal. So he got off of his horse and went down and helped him build up the defense barricade. Got on his horse and the men were exhausted. And he went and told the corporal, next time 
You see men struggling to get a job done and you need help. You send a message to your commander-in-chief and I will come help you. That was George Washington. He got down and helped them. Didn't jump the corporal out. You know, Jesus came and he came to save the, the needy. He came to work with those in need. He came to serve. And we're never above serving. So we see a time that we can serve and help the needy and help those in need. We need to take every opportunity we can. Have compassion that does not see status, but just see someone in need. And ye be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Holding grudges will cause discontent in your life, and we need to forgive one another just as we are going to be forgiven. So we need to find comfort in that. We also need to find comfort that we can be fearless in Christ so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. We also read, be strong and of good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he hath done, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. We also read, have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither thou be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. We need to find courage and strength in the Lord and know that he's walking with us and God is with us at all times. There was a director of a mission that he wanted to, to meet with the families of missionaries and, and and see the struggles that they may have. So he went around, he, he was meeting with a woman at preparing tea, and they were going to talk uh, over tea, and they had a good conversation about her son and daughter being a mission, doing mission work. Her daughter was in China, son in Sudan, and she talked about how hard it was to let them go, how, how, how she longed to see them and the difficulties. She said, but when my son tells me the things the Sudanese people are going through, I just cry. I know he needs to be there and, and do work, do God's work and help. And the guy left there kind of different, with a different perspective of what people were going through as their, their loved ones are off doing mission work. A time later he saw where a young Sudanese missionary got killed, or, or a, a mission worker in Sudan got killed. And it was this lady's son. He went to her, he said, you know, I, I spent the afternoon, get to know her, I think I need to deliver this firsthand. So he went to, to their house to deliver the message that her son had been killed. He delivered the message, she sat there and had her head down, she just dropped her head for a moment, then in, raised up and said, I would rather my son die alone in Sudan, serving God and doing God's will, than to be safe at home with me, not. Where did her first thoughts go? Probably to herself for a minute because she had to gain her strength. But she knew what she believed. She had faith and she knew. And when we know that, when something bad happens, after we put our thoughts, we need to go, our thoughts need to go above. Not for me, not for, we need to think of others, and, but it needs to go above. And that was her response. I'd rather him have died in Sudan alone, serving God, than living here safely with me. Courage. We need to have faith, uh, fearless courage and, and, and faith in our service to God. And know and believe what he says when he says he's going to be with you, go with you, and comfort you. And we need to take comfort in those words. 
sometimes I think, I, I, I'm going to say me, I'm not going to put anybody else in this. I think I read that and I say, yes, yes, yes. But when trouble hits, is that my first thought? My first thought's me, family, people will know. That's my first thought. I never questioned the fact that Jesus came, died, and was resurrected. I never questioned that. But when I see something that deals with me personally, sometimes I'm not going to say I question, but my thought doesn't go there all the time. And that's the first place it should go, is find comfort in God's word and believe in all of his word and, and believe it wholeheartedly. We read in Isaiah, fear thou not, for I am with thee, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, I will help thee, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. We need to find comfort knowing that God will help us, he will strengthen us. When children need help, who do they look to? They look to their parents and they look for someone that they trust. Believe it when God gives us his promise, we are never alone, he is always with us. We need to seek to magnify Christ according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with the boldness as always. So now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. We need to serve Christ in ways that glorify him always, whether it be by work, suffering. We need to live to honor and work for him and to seek him, seek to honor him as long as we live. Duke University did a study, eight contributors to peace of mind or comfort. The absence of suspicion and resentment, nursing a grudge was a major, major factor in unhappiness. Not living in the past, it was an unwholesome preoccupation with old mistakes and failure that leads to depression. Not wasting time and energy fighting conditions you cannot change. Force yourself to stay involved with the living world. Refuse to indulge in self-pity when Life hands you a raw deal. Cultivate virtues of love, humor, compassion, and loyalty. Do not expect too much of yourself when there's too wide a gap of the self-expectation, self your ability to meet goals you have set, uh, feelings of inadequacy. Find something bigger than yourself to believe in. Those are eight contributors to peace of mind. Who has... Find comfort from above, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, be according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Jesus Christ before the world began. But it is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, courage, and resolution. We need to meet difficulties and dangers with the spirit of love, which will carry us through this, any opposition. We're likely to bear afflictions as well when, when we have strength and power from God to enable us to bear, to bear them. We need to look for above for comfort. I'm going to end with this story. A man once saw a bald eagle soaring in circles. The circles began to tighten, and a man looked over to see a weasel. Suddenly, the eagle dropped out of the sky like a jet, caught the weasel with his talons. Amazingly, as the eagle began to fly away, the weasel began eating away at the breast of the eagle. The man watched as the weasel tore away the eagle, snapping bones, chewing flesh. He watched the eagle fold up, crash, and the weasel went on, and the weasel went on with his day. The moral of this, getting what you want, not always 
getting what you want does not always work out the way you think it will. Sometimes the things we want will ruin us. When we're searching for comfort, we need to search God's word and believe everything it says because it's not, it's the truth. <laughs> we need to take it here and wholeheartedly buy in, all in. Good, bad, ugly. We don't need to look for earthly uh, pleasures to fill, our, to fill us because it will not work. The man looking for a diamond mine that was already rich and had no want for anything ended up committing suicide because he wasn't looking above. He wasn't content. We need to help others and allow others to help us. We need to understand that we're going to be some, some things in our lives we don't like and not, don't understand. We need to trust that God's with us and it's going to be okay and let our faith grow in him. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.